0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Moon Madness. I'm your host, as always, Brian Brian Dash. And before we go into the Roxanne stories for the series, I'm just gonna. I'm not doing a Roxanne story tonight, unfortunately. But to kick us off anyway, I wanna do a little Bible story. Get you know get that done. Um, this one isn't even a Bible story. It's um. It's stories that Jesus told, so it's parables. I know a lot of you like the parables, so I figured, you know what, I'll make you guys this day and do some parables for you. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the parables of Jesus. Jesus was at the temple one day. Turned out the temple is wandering on a bunch of tax collectors, which were renowned to be very bad sinners back in the time. Jesus said, Oh, proclaimed, sorry. Once two people went to the temple to pray one, a Pharisee, and another, a tax collector. And the Pharisee said, Lord, I thank you, I'm not like other men. Thieves, adulterers, and this tax collector. But the tax collector didn't even look up to heaven and he said, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. God bless the tax collector. Not the Pharisee. For he who humbles himself will be praised, and he who praises himself will be humbled. The tax collector was humble, the Pharisee was not. And that's why God blesses the tax collector. Not the Pharisee, because the tax collector was humble before God. The Pharisee was not. We can go on to another shall we? This one is known as a prodigal son. <coughs> there was once a man who had two sons, and the youngest son said, Father, give me to what is mine now. And the father gave his youngest son his share of his inheritance. The youngest son left home, but the old one stayed behind and kept working in the fields. The youngest son blew his money on fancy living. And not before too long, his fortune that was given to him was gone. Finally, a famine hit the whole earth, and the son had no more money left. His new friends quickly abandoned him, and was forced to live on the streets, begging. Eventually, he got a job taking care and tending to the pigs and he was so hungry that he actually considered eating in the slop from which the pigs were eating. The son came to his senses and thought, My father's servants have food on his has food on the table and clothes on their back and I'm here suffering and starving. He must have thought, Maybe If I go home and beg for forgiveness, perhaps maybe my father will have pity on me and put me to work as one of his servants. So the son came back home and the father saw him from afar. And the father said, my son, my son has returned home. And the son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against you and I have sinned against God. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. The father clapped his hands. Servants, he yelled, get sandals and put it on his feet. Get the best robes and put it on his back. Get a ring and place it on his finger for this is my son. He was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he is found. The older brother heard the commotion and asked from the servants what's going on inside. The servant replied with, Your brother has returned home. And the older brother grew jealous, saying, Father, all these years I have worked for you. Stayed at home, and yet my brother has gone and squandered your fortune, and you solder the biggest calf and put a ring on his finger? Son, he said, I, he, I will give to you as, I, as your share says, but now we should celebrate the return of your brother, where he was dead and now he is alive. He was lost. And now he is found. That was another parable. And this one. I believe this one was a parable. But don't quote me on that. I honestly don't know. But if it is a parable. It's a if it's, it's a very sad one. If happened in real life. It's even more sad. <clears throat> this is called. The rich man and the poor man. Once this rich man lived in luxury, had everything he ever wanted, had riches beyond comprehension. One day, this poor man's family laid him at the gates, and the poor man went and ate the scraps that had fallen from the rich man's table. His, his skin was covered in blisters and sores. Dogs came by and began to lick the man's sores, as in, like, they start to devour him. Just for you, you guys to know, so they'll be like, Oh, sweet dogs, they are trying to help. no they're trying to like, eat him alive, licking the pus from his sores. Actually, I think it says that in the Bible. I think it says, Lick the pus from his sores. I don't know if it says that for sure, but I think it did, at least in one of the versions. One day. The poor man sadly passed away, and so did the rich man. The poor man went to paradise, and the rich man went to hell, or as it's called in the Bible, Hades. And the poor man looked down and saw the rich man in hell. The rich man likewise saw the, saw the poor man in paradise and said, and says, Lord, sorry, he saw Abraham too. I forgot to mention that. Abraham's bosom, What's called, but it's considered paradise in the Bible as well. <clears throat> Father Abraham, let the poor man dip his fingers in water and let it drip on my tongue, which is just a way of saying, let him give me relief, for one drop of water. And the poor man says, This I cannot do. Then go back and tell my family and my brothers and my sisters, he says, that they should follow the Lord and for, and not forsake him for this. I, for I wish they not to suffer the same fate that I must. And the poor man said, As my brothers and sisters as well, but they haven't, they haven't believed me when I was alive. What makes you think they'll forgive me? because I come back from the dead and that's where it leaves off I don't think I narr- I don't think I narrated that r- that uh, parable completely right but that's telling the gist of it um let's see here I'm trying to think more of it <coughs> more parables um this one just another one just told us about the farmer. Once there was a farmer out to plant seeds. Some seeds fell upon the rocks, I mean, the road. Birds quickly came down and gobbled them up. Some seeds fell upon the rocks, which borrowed up fast, but without any root. When this rising of the sun, they withered and died. Some seeds fell upon the thorns and the weeds and the vines. They grew to them decent height but then after a little bit the vines choked them and they withered and died some seeds fell upon good soil and produced a hefty harvest the meaning of this parable is this those we are the farmers the seed is the word of god the word of salvation those who hear it on the road do not take root in what it has to say. They move on and quickly forget. Those who hear the word and accept it at once with joy at first, but then quickly lose sight at the first sign of trouble. That is the weeds that fall upon the rocks. Those seeds that fell upon the soil, those who hear the word and then do it for a while, and after they think they've done enough, they quickly forget. And then their fruit does never come to be eaten. They wither and they die. But those seeds that fall upon the good soil, those who hear the word and accept it with joy, and they go through and follow God's will no matter what the cost. Let me ask you this, my children. What seed are you? That part wasn't the parable when I said my children, I'm um, told it to you, that was just my asking you, are you the seed that fall upon the rocks, the road, the thorns, or are you the seed that fall upon the good soil? That is a question you must ask yourself. Now, another uh, parable Jesus told. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember. <coughs> I can't remember what parable he said I'll just skip to a Bible story How's that sound one time when Jesus was looking for disciples he found Peter and his brother Matthew no, was it Matthew? I think it was Matthew I could be wrong but I think it was Matthew Matthew or Actually might have been John. No, it was John. We'll just say it's Matthew, okay? You no, know, hypothetically. We'll say it's we'll say it's Matthew. I think it was. Continue on down the storyline though. Anyway. So here we go. Enjoy. Matthew and his brother Peter, whose name was Simon at the time, was fixing was casting their nets. They just came in from a long day. And they caught nothing. They were fishermen. And they had a very slow day. Hardly anything. They didn't even have enough to feed their families. Then Jesus said, Help me aboard the boat, and they did so, and he said, come with me, follow me, and cast your nets to the side of the boat, he said after he took them out there, why, there's no fish out there, especially not this time of day, do it brother, I imagine, John said, all right, so they cast on its to the side of the boat. Now, pull your nets up. There's no fish out here, Peter repeated. This is a waste of time, Peter must have been thinking. But he did as the weirdo wanted. Fine, stranger, lift up our nets. Had this crazy guy happy. And he was met with resistance. He started to pull the net up. And inside was a lot and a lot of fish. More fish than the boat could even bear. Peter then looked at Jesus and said, Lord, stay away from me. I'm a sinner. I'm a wicked man. You shouldn't be near me. Then Jesus replied with a Simon Peter Follow me And I will make you a fisher of men Think about that one more time Alright just Close your eyes right now and think about it Alright Simon Peter Follow me And I will make you A fisher Of man Can you just hear Jesus say that. I wish you want to cry. Think about it though. Simon Peter doubted Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Jesus showed love to him. Jesus was telling saying, "It's okay. I know you doubted me. I know you're sinful." I still love you. (coughs) Bless me. (coughs) Bless me again, sorry. Can you just think about that for a minute? I'll say it with you. I want you to say it too. Lord, stay away from me. I am a sinful man. Jesus. Simon Peter. Follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Could you imagine? He met God, and God wanted him. He didn't say, you should be more like your brother. You should be more like this guy. You should be more like him. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. Now, think about this too, okay? When when people were persecuting Jesus and beating him and putting him on the cross, you know what he said? He didn't curse. He didn't say, kill them, Lord. He didn't say, I made the wrong choice. He didn't say, I wish I could change my mind. You know what he said? You know what the first words he said when he was on that cross was? He looked up at Heaven, and cried out in a loud voice, "Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." He practically begged God not to give him off the cross, but for Him to have mercy on us for what we were doing to Him. And one of the criminals said to him, "Are you not the Messiah?" Why don't you save yourself and us? And then you and everything the criminal said. Don't you fear God, for we have received the same punishment he did, but only this man. He has done nothing wrong. Remember me when you come to your kingdom. Truly I say to you, on this day, you will be with me in paradise. Think about that. Then he cried, My God, my God, my God, why, why have you forsaken me? I said, God had to turn his face away from Jesus. As they mocked him, and I imagine he had nothing wrong. Then he said, I thirst. And they gave him soured wine. After tasting it, Jesus refused it. And what Jesus did, he asked for water too. He didn't ask for wine, he didn't ask for a chocolate milkshake. He asked for water. And they didn't give him that. They didn't give him relief. Then Jesus cried out, it is finished. Father, into thy hands, I command my spirit. And then, he docked his head and died. Imagine that. He showed love into the beginning. I don't know what you're thinking. It should be to the end. No. If that was the end of the story, there would be no hope. No hope at all. I mean, why would there be? Okay, some carpenter died. The end. Some whack job nutcase thought he was God. The end. If that was the end of the story, there would be no hope. There would be no reason for salvation. It's even God. There would be no reason to believe any of this. But three days later, he arose again. He conquered death. Now, there's also another story here, okay? Where this one man was paralyzed. And Jesus looked at the man and saw there was no fear in his eyes. And he said to the man, do not worry, your sins are forgiven. I imagine one of the first said in fact I think the first one the first said Hey everyone, did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? Your sins are forgiven. He has forgiven this man's sin. I thought only God could do that. Tell me Jesus replied, What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. And with that, the man got up, picked up his bed, and walked home. Could you imagine that? One, now, we're gonna go over a few of the miracles Jesus did. One, Jesus turned the water into wine. Two, Jesus fed 5,000 people with nothing but two fish and five loaves of bread. And you know the best one of the coolest things he did? He walked on water. And the disciples thought he was a ghost. And then Jesus said to St. Peter, this Is this I Jesus. He said it to everyone, sorry, not to St. Peter. Then St. Peter yelled out in a loud voice, Lord, if it is truly you, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come and join me then. And St. Peter walked out on the water. But he was afraid. And with that, he sank. And he yelled, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. Ye of little faith, said Jesus, as he lifted St. Peter out of the water. Truly you are the Son of God must have said dumbstruck and one time there was a great storm that blew tossing the boat back and forth as Jesus slept through it and the disciples were afraid that they would sink that they woke Jesus up and Jesus said even now do you have no faith and he walked out and said hush now be still he commanded, and the ocean, the wind, and the waves became calm. Even the wind and ocean obeyed him. And I take back what I said. Walking on water wasn't the coolest thing he did. You know what else just did? He brought the dead back to life. He did. He had a friend named Lazarus, and he was dead. And Jesus told the disciples that they would not go to help Lazarus. That is too dangerous for them there. Later on, Jesus said, we are going to, I think it was Bethlehem. I could be wrong. It could have been Galilee. For the sake of the video, we're going to say Galilee, but I don't know if it was Galilee for sure. But the disciples were confused when Jesus told them they were heading to Galilee. "Lord," one of them must have said, "Why are we going to Galilee? Didn't you not say that it was a bad idea for us to go there?" Lazarus is asleep. We can go to wake him. If Lazarus is asleep, that must mean he's doing well. No," said Jesus. "Lazarus is dead. Dead. But Lord, as Lazarus was that sick." Why don't we go sooner? So you would know once and for all that I am who I say I am. There was crying and mourning. And Jesus cried too. Then Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Lazarus. Arise. Then a man wrapped in bandages walked out of that room. It was Lazarus. He was awakened and arose from the dead. Another one last story about Jesus. Jesus was watching all well, was sitting at the temple, watching the offering go around. Some men brought him big bags of money. Then this one elderly woman came in, and she put in two copper coins, and that's all she had, even for food, and if you guys don't know um, the, the currency of copper, then, copper was like half a penny, literally one coin, that was copper, equaled up to half a penny, if anything at all, and that's it, they were lucky, and Jesus said, do not see that young. Do not see that old woman. She has given more to God than all the others combined. The disciples were confused. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you are probably confused too. Why would Jesus say that? What was so significant about those copper coins? Were they not actually copper? No, well, they were copper, but she gave it with all she had left. She had nothing left to give after that. The others brought in bags upon bags of money, but they didn't do it with a loving heart. They did it to be noticed. To be seen, to be praised. As we said before, they were not humble in their giving. They just wanted people to see. Oh, look at what I brought in. Oh, I'm such a holy guy, yeah. Which is the wrong spirit when it comes to giving. I don't know what you guys are thinking, though. Was Jesus judgmental of those people? I would say yes, but I would not say that I'm right. Or it could be very wrong. But think about it for a minute. Think about that story. Just think about it for a minute. They gave to be noticed. But Jesus blessed the woman who gave, not to be noticed, but because she honored the Lord, her God. Anyway, everyone, that's going to be the end of this video. Thank you for watching my little Bible study and talking about how much I love Jesus. I'm a Christian, this is true, and my favorite parable was the first one, about the tax collector. Because we've all been there before, and it just shows the love of God, like, remarkable. Thank you for watching this video, and I'll see you all next in this video. Thanks everyone, and good night.